What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Well, first podcast of the week after a weekend. Today is the first day of March holidays for children, right? Oh, is it? I, I didn't even realize, man. Wow, shit. That I, means I uh, think so. time to avoid all the tourist spots uh, this week, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, and time to go to... I mean, like, today my morning walk, there were a lot less uh, kids. And then I was mm. like, oh, shit. Then we realized that, oh, uh, it's first day of March holidays. Because in the morning also, oh. I saw someone get in a lift with a suitcase and then get off the lift and run to her dad who was waiting with a big suitcase. Then we're like, oh, oh. traveling. Holidays. March holidays, baby. Got it. So, so normally you, you're saying that you, when you walk in the morning, you see kids on their way to school, right? Yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, okay, correct. Okay, okay. I thought you meant that that usually, like they're sleeping in or something. That's why they don't go for uncle morning walk. I realize oh. kids don't go. Kids don't go for morning walks. Right? That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The best uncle morning walks are pre the kids going to school, but mm. uh, sometimes when when I go a bit later, then you see the kids there, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And no, no creepy uncle staring at them. Well, yeah, they yeah. just walk and all. It's just the uncle glaring at them, like, <laughs> Just thinking, see, like, these kids take up my footpath area. It's just the whole nimby thing. Like, I'm turning into that uncle, no? yeah. I'm turning into that uncle. Very quickly. Yeah, totally. I can see you walking backwards, clapping your hands back in, in front of and behind your back and all that. <laughs> Slapping your thighs. Doing all those rituals, like, right? It's <laughs> yeah. like, that's you in the morning, like, right? <laughs> Then just I need to add the so Bluetooth, the Bluetooth speaker, the Bluetooth speaker hanging off your like your bermudas. And neon lights, and neon lights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> neon lights. Then I'm full fledged yeah. uncle already. Full fledged yeah, uncle. Yeah, yeah. Well, how, was, how was your How was your weekend, man? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was uh fun weekend. I think I think the heat is back in Singapore, right? The heat mm. and the the drier the drier weather. So you know, yeah, I I did spend some time in parks and all, and yeah, I did notice. Uh, a lot more groups of uh, kids, uh, I guess. The weekend, like, you know, people are trying to find things to preoccupy the kids over the weekends. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, correct, it's correct. A, it's a very uh, scenic, very scenic weekend, uh, basically. Yeah, exactly. Scenic weekend. Uh, yeah. Weather is is warming up. Even though today's pretty chill, but uh, mm. I mean, the first topic that we that we will dive into soon. Yeah, just just a bit of a. No, not the most Dampener, rosy man. Monday morning. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You always want to start the week great. Then once we, yeah, once we decided this topic, I did a bit of research. I was like, oh yeah, my I'm like, oh, god, fuck. not again. <laughs> this shit wasn't bad enough, really. Shit, yeah. Shit, but before we okay. jump to that, but before we yes, jump to that, we did yes. want to ask uh, something of our of our listeners, right? Yeah, yeah, correct. Um, it is that if you have uh, listened to this podcast, are listening to this podcast have been listening to this podcast and find some value in it. Uh, either it makes you happy, makes you think about stuff differently and you generally enjoy it. It would be great if you could share it with one person who might not have heard of us before, might not have mm. listened to us before. Um, yeah. Yeah, you can share this ep- episode, this this uh, any other episode. You can share our social media. If you want to get mm. a bit of a teaser of the things we talk about with our extracts. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the... That's right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you share this particular episode, <laughs> it might be a very depressing, sad episode to share, lah. Right. So yeah, maybe yeah, look yeah, back correct. a little bit at our happier, look back at our happier episodes. Maybe maybe like the last episode we talked about, 
about the COVID report and how how Singapore did. You know? that, that felt a bit more positive and all that, right? Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that, that one feels mm. a bit more positive. Uh, correct, correct. If you want something to get into a feisty mode, you can check out the Pritam Singh suggesting English test where Terence and I yes. argued. <laughs> Excruciating, I quote. Excruciating, Excruciating to listen to. As, oh, as that was what someone wrote. Excruciating. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Excruciating. Hard to, hard to get through. Okay. Oh, man. You know. Yeah. But cool. It's cool, all man. part, of, I mean, it's all part of the, the whole experience, right? Like, not everything's a bit of roses, as we will it's find like out. It's like a relationship, lah. It's like a relationship. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, we bring you yeah. joy, but sometimes we annoy you. That's yeah, all part of yeah. a relationship. Correct, correct. It's all part of it. But yeah, Sweet. speaking. Shall we jump into the big uh, weekend slash Monday news that uh, is, is, is casting a dark cloud over the beautiful weather we've been enjoying? Uh? Yeah. Um, and it is the news that uh, Silicon Valley Bank, which is one of the biggest banks in um, the US, I think they had on 16th paper... 16th largest. 16th largest. Yeah. But the largest by deposits. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, they announced their closure um, as of... March 10th, mm. um, which, which I mean, okay, so I heard about this whole SVB thing trending on Twitter and all, um, but yeah, for this podcast, we were researching and over the weekend, including yesterday, there was a lot of developments in the, in the US, like, which is where mm. the, the bank is based. Um, yeah. And it's the largest bank failure since the 2008 financial crisis and the second mm. largest in US history. Mm. Mm. That's right. So, I mean, things are literally unfolding as we speak. Maybe when the time this podcast comes out, there will be some new development. So we are recording this on the morning mm. of Monday, 13th March, Singapore time. Um, yeah. but, the, but the latest development yeah. is that the Fed has announced that they're going to step in and yeah. bail out the bank already, right? Yeah, so correct, correct. Literally, I think a couple hours ago uh, before we recorded this, uh, yeah, the, bail, the bailout is happening. Uh, it's real. Yeah. So, so I mean, we can we can go into what has happened because uh, if you've been hearing about it but haven't dived deep, uh, I mean, hopefully you listen to us, you get a, a, mm. a, a decent overview, lah. But yeah. when did you first come across this story? I think last Friday. Last Friday, people started to talk about Silicon Valley Bank, uh, basically being taken over by the Feds. The Feds mm. in the in the US, uh, that means mm. the government took took over, saying that the bank wasn't uh uh, you know, wasn't it wasn't it means that it's not doing well already, lah. And they just had to yeah. take over and and guarantee help to guarantee the the deposits of uh the customers and all. So, but yeah, that that's the that's when I heard about it. How about you? Uh, I heard about it yeah last Friday as well. Um, and I saw hmm. things pop up on on social media here and there, lah. So, so yeah. I mean, maybe just to give like a broad overview of what uh Silicon Bank, uh, Silicon Valley Bank was. Um, mm. it's a commercial bank. It's, it's in California. Um, I think one thing that made it different from a lot of banks is that it was one of the biggest lenders to startups and VCs. Um, started mm. in 1983. Mm. Right. Uh, and then it, it focused on like, I think real estate. Then as the market changes, they slowly went more towards, uh, tech. And I think before they closed, they mm. were providing funds, uh, like 56% of its loan portfolio were to venture capital firms and private equity firms. Um, and mm. 9%, which was uh, to startups, uh, no, 24% of its loans were to tech and healthcare companies. Um, 
So a lot of its loans are oh. in that sector. So it plays into the whole oh, Silicon Valley startup kind of vibe, like, you know. Um, and what apparently oh. uh, happened um, was that, you know, in 2020, when the, all the interest rates were low and certain tech stocks and all were booming, right? Um, this bank oh. took advantage of that and they invested a lot in treasury bonds, uh, amongst other things. Uh, oh. But the past few months, as the interest rates have gone up, it just, that bet hasn't worked out for a whole variety of reasons, which we're not oh, going to get into. Oh. But from all I gather, it's that uh, it was a bad bet that didn't work out and then they got fucked. La. So I think as of December already, there were certain things on the horizon on their bank sheet that were not the most encouraging. But what changed um, since oh. January when the stock prices were going down was on March 8th last week. The CEO came out and said they basically had to sell, like, I think, $21 billion worth of securities to get new money. And mm, after mm, that, right. everyone yeah. was like, holy shit, people started withdrawing money. And from my layman understanding, mm. it's just that, you know, like these banks, like most banks, they take the money of borrowers and they invest it, get a return, and then that's how they can mm. um, carry on lending and, and be profitable. But this bank reached a point where they mm, didn't mm. have money to cover even the, the 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 cost of operations or the deposits. And then people started mm, withdrawing money. Mm. And then it just, I think their stock fell 60% in one day. And then by March yeah. 10th, the yeah. Fed came to the office and said, okay, guys, we're going to close this shit down. And then that was that was the start. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's a classic bank run, right? Yeah. Where basically... I think in the US now, you're required banks, uh, you know, they, when you deposit $1,000 with them, they're required mm. to, to keep, or at least, uh, keep like $100 of that money, uh, on, on, on account and not touch it at all, right? And then they can do other things and the other $900 invest it or lend it out, whatever, mm. to make money. So the problem comes when, you know, it's, that's usually not a problem, you know, but the problem comes when, Suddenly, everyone thinks that your bank is, uh, you know, is facing a problem, and everyone who has deposited money wants to draw their money at the same time. So that's what happens when it, well, that's what they call a bank run, and that's why the CEO of the bank himself, uh, I think uh, earlier in the week, he was going on, he was telling people to calm down, you know, don't don't uh, the, the what we need now is like faith from our customers and all that everything will be okay. But you know, shit. By the end of the week, everything fell apart, lah, and the, the basically the bank. When kaput lah. Yeah. Mm. It's like but, the, the, um, nowadays we see influencer mm. runs also, right? Like some influencer does Meaning something what? like say something transphobic or something. Then one client will mm. cut the brand, cut, cut the brand deal. Uh, then uh, there's, yes, a, then there's, a, there's a client run lah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, yeah. So, so I think run. this is quite scary for people because yeah, this is the first time since 2008, uh, you know, and, and such a big bank and such a, so many amounts are being affected. Um, so, you know, people, I think people who are old enough have still have very, very bad memories of 2008 la, and, uh, the, and how the, you know, the, all the big banks were bailed out by the governments and, and all these things. And, and then after the banks, you know, basically there was a lot of, uh, unhappiness after that because, yeah, people were saying that all the profits were privatized, but the losses were socialized, uh, mm. you know, when the government built out all the banks. And, uh, in this case, Initially, the I think the Treasury Secretary was saying that there will be no bailout for the bank. 
But as of Sunday night US time, I guess they, they decided no choice. Like we have to because, uh, it, it, I think that they are worried that, yeah, la, that people will start questioning the health of all similar sized banks in the US across the US. So another one in New York signature bank also came under, uh, came under, uh, scrutiny over the mm. last few days. And then now it's also being part of this package that all customers, uh, will be, all customers deposits will be guaranteed. Which so, uh, essentially, yeah, it's, it's being bailed out. Yeah. So, yeah, so Signature Bank also being bailed out. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, you know, just right. now yeah. that phrase, you know, the what profits are being privatized, the, what do you say? The Losses are socialized. So, yeah. can you explain? Because I've heard that be like floated around quite a bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It means that, yeah, when, the, when it's boom time for the banks, right? When everything's going fine, investments are fine, everything, nobody's drawing money like, like crazy from the bank or anything. Then yeah, bankers make big profits. They get big bonuses and and everything like you know, uh, doesn't necessarily flow to the customers or anything. But uh, the, I think the banks themselves make big, huge profits. But when shit hits the fan and like you know, they in this case very specifically, I think Silicon Valley Bank is is, is operates in quite a niche, like, right? It's it's uh very specifically servicing the tech the tech world, the startup world, VCs, private equity, and all that. Mm. Um. And they took a very big gamble. Uh, they put a lot of their money in in long term, uh, long term uh, government bonds, uh, right? At a at a point when interest rates were were in, the interest rate was was very 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 low, uh, right? Mm, mm, mm. So they were they basically took a bet that interest rates wouldn't rise as quickly as they actually rose in the last uh, one two years, uh, right? Mm. And because they put such a huge chunk of their of the of the cash they had into that bad bet. That bad bet, which now has come in to haunt them. Uh, yeah, they, they are not able to, they, they basically lost a lot of money. Uh, the, I think there's a whole concept of, uh, unrealized losses. Lah. It's basically when they acknowledge that they're not going to make back the money from the, from, from what they invested, lah, right? Mm. Um, that, that news came out recently. And then I think a lot of, uh, big VCs like Peter Thiel, I think Peter Thiel, yeah. the venture capitalist, he was the one who was, who decided to tell all his funds and all his all the tech the tech startups that he works with to pull out their money from the bank? That started a huge bank run. So apparently on the street, yeah, a lot of people were hearing whisperings that you need to get your money out of the bank now, and all that shit hit the fan by Friday. Uh, but yeah, so in this case, now that the now that the bank is in a bad state, the government stepping in to guarantee the deposits of everyone essentially means yeah, the government is. Is uh putting in money la, to mm. to ensure that everyone gets their deposits back and and you know uh, and and they've they've not they're not saying in a matter of days or weeks or what. they're literally saying Monday morning everyone will be able to access their money in the bank. That means in like a few that, hours time la, by end of Singapore yeah, day today Yeah, exactly. So Monday morning when the bank opens, they'll be able to get the money back. Which yeah, la, it means that money has had to come from somewhere into into the bank and uh, yeah, so that's where. That money is obviously, you know, it's coming from taxpayers or so, like, right? Mm. And and that's where that's why there's often this saying of that's why people are so angry at the bailouts back in the day, right, fifteen years ago. Mm. Because that money came from taxpayers, but the bankers were at least very, very minimally punished like, with with barely anything. And they almost resumed business right after that. Like. So it, people are, people just say that that creates this uh, moral hazard, uh, an incentive for banks to take big risks. You know, without caring about whether they they make big losses, because when they make big big losses, they'll just get bailed out, and then there's no incentive for them to actually have to 
to do anything. Whereas I think in, in other places outside the US, I think Iceland or what, uh, the, you know, the very senior management, the senior bankers actually faced criminal charges for, for what they did in 2008. Lah. Whereas in the mm. US, they, they didn't. Lah. So, you know, it's a, it's a very, uh, com- complex, but also very, um, uh, what do you call it? Polarizing situation. Lah, right? mm. Like, do we, do they let the banks fail? You know, do they just let the banks, die and then all the the people and the, the companies that have deposits in the bank also suffer and a lot of people lose their jobs or do they rescue the banks and you know keep it afloat but you know essentially you're incentivizing very risky behavior from banks uh. mm. so so i mean the context uh you come from also is that in 2008 mm. you were working in new york in finance you were one of the finance yeah, yeah, bros yeah. you were a yeah, finance yeah, bro yeah Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, was, you were a right. finance bro. That's why I had a first hand seat of watching like everything unravel in front of me and, and yeah, it was just uh my bank my mine was a very small bank. I wasn't really uh exposed to a lot of the things that those bigger banks were exposed to. Yeah. But, but yeah, it was still quite a quite a worrying trend, uh, seeing, you know, a lot of uh people in banks losing their jobs, a lot of uh yeah, a lot of uncertainty about the future of, of, of large institutions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, so the thing is like, I remember I when I was reading this today, right? Because 2008, mm. 2009, when the economy crisis was happening, um, I was like just fresh out of school, starting my job at the company that I just mm. had to join because I was bonded to them. And I was like, oh shit, the only immediate impact to me is that uh, my starting salary is lower. Because there's a mm. hiring freeze mm. and there's a slash and all. But reading this today, right, made me fucking just shit myself, man. Um, mm. Because, mm. first of all, first of all, uh, you know, when a company goes bust and you can't get paid money you are owed, it brings back memories of our own uh, experience with that TV show, mm. which, uh, mm. side plug, which we will be revealing the story of in the coming weeks. Um, yeah. But also in the broader scheme of things, right, like... um. You look at it. So the reason why this bank, I think, is different from a lot of other banks is because, yeah, it caters to startups. And mm. a lot of companies, a lot of startups, um, I mean, you know, company doesn't, I mean, most companies try to keep some cash on reserve, right? So in these mm. examples, mm. Uh, you, you have like Roku, you know, the, the mm. streaming company, they have like $487 million of their cash reserves with Silicon Valley Bank. Um, yeah. you have uh, Etsy, you have Vimeo, they all have hundreds mm. of millions of dollars. I think even Ku10, um, mm. Singapore, there was some issue of like not being able to withdraw money for some some reason. Mm. Um, and and it's scary because uh, one big area of the startup space is also crypto. La. So there's a company yeah. Circle. So they also have a lot of money in SVB and for a while it was affecting the USD, USD coin and US dollar and all that. So it's, mm, it's mm. scary because like, like what you said, right? There's really a second bank that was shuttered until they are going to get mm. bailed out. Um, yeah. I know just listening to stories of CEOs in uh, LA, the problems they were facing for startups is that apparently by law in California, payroll is the 15th. And if mm. you don't make mm. payroll uh, of 15th of March, you have to take immediate steps. You have to furlough workers and all that. So they were all shitting themselves over this past weekend. Um, and yeah. I think one example was they tried to withdraw as much as they could so that they have less than 250000 in the bank because up till mm. Sunday, I think that was insured. Anything beyond that, you're not insured. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So when you see all this, I mean, there are people talking about contagion, right? Some people are saying, no, it's mm. not going to result in anything, but I don't know. I feel like I'm, I've lost confidence 
I'm losing confidence, Terence. I'm freaking out, Terence. In what? Just in general, in everything. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because, yeah. I mean, it just... It, okay, so I, I don't want to stoke fear or anything, but I think it's something like... um. Just as a layperson reading this also, it sounds like, huh, okay. Either way, you know how there's bailouts? There's going to be a lot of people who are mm. pissed. There's yeah, gonna, yeah. And have you seen? I mean, uh, have you seen? I mean, just comments on the internet and, and things like that. And, and some some commentators on YouTube and all. Basically, yeah, they, they are basically saying that, <laughs> you know, whenever... Whenever the government says that they're not going to bail out the banks, you know that that's what they that's what they're working towards already, like bailing out the banks, right? Yeah. And uh, I think in this situation, it's especially it's uh, it's also because it's in the tech industry, and you know a lot of tech companies are are large companies that are also you know they're also big donors, right? For they're big donors to political parties as well, right? Because mm. uh, generally they they tend to be uh, very politically opinionated, or and 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 they want to be affiliated with the the right politicians as well. Uh. So, um, yeah, you know, there's some chatter that oh, this is about this is about bailing out their friends and donors who are, you know, uh, in the VC or startup industry or private equity industry, and so yeah, there definitely is some unhappiness about this uh, on the ground. Uh. But I think the idea is. They they need to try and stem any kind of uh panic in the in the broader market where mm. where people looking at the other you know similar sized banks in their region or anything and like that start getting worried and start pulling all their money out at the same time as well. So because if that happens, then yeah, a lot more banks will start collapsing overnight. And uh, you know, we're we're still waiting to see what happens on Monday morning if there's more to come. But but you know, we're on the street. There's yeah there there will be more. But who and when and how much we're not sure. Yeah. Yeah. So the will be more part is is uh scary because I mean these kind of things it will trickle over right? even for our industry if there there's mm. we keep hearing also the economy crunch and all that when companies get squeezed the marketing budgets often go first right and yeah. for businesses yeah. that depend on ads and marketing mm. it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, tricky lah so. Then now I'm seeing news that okay Biden vows to fix mess as a second U.S. bank fall uh, fails, so yeah, there's the bailout. Mm. But wow, it, it just it just uh yeah, it, it it's very unsettling lah, very unsettling. I don't know whether other people yeah. are feeling this way on Singapore. The Reddit, the finance threads, it's quite also polarizing because on one hand, what you said earlier, right? If they don't bail out, then all these car companies, startups, healthcare, medical care, mm. then they just get mm. fucked. That's not fair, also, right? Mm, yeah, and right. off, uh, off, uh, what essentially was a gamble, uh, right? By the bank, yeah, uh, they're basically gambling on the on the interest rates staying low, uh, th- from twenty 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 to twenty twenty two. But yeah, they, they scare everyone got they. I mean, yeah, the it went the other way, lah. Basically, in the last year, so choose already, lah. Right, with inflation and everything. Uh, this is just another one, another point that oh shit this is this is what we're dealing with huh? yeah exactly and I mean like I, I was also thinking like is this just a very uh, US centric problem is there something about the, the banking industry there like what you said right in other countries mm. after the 2008 crash um, some people were held to trial mm. is, is it something from your recollection is it something about the US banking system that 
enables this kind of stuff or in Singapore? Because in Singapore, right, if you say bank run mm. to someone, what's the first thing that will come to mind? Government. Government oh, the standard chartered marathon, lah, dude. <laughs> oh, 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 bank run. I see, I see. Yeah, oh, you want to do a literal, the literal dead joke? Yeah, the dude. Uncle joke. <laughs> <laughs> Stand chart. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Stand chart. Yep. Correct. Standard chartered yes. marathon. Um, but yeah. yeah, like, like, was there anything that you recall about the US system? Uh, I mean, I, I guess if you, if you, I, from reading like Barack Obama's biography, right, auto, mm. autobiography, he spent a lot of time justifying why he stepped in to help the financial system. Mm. Uh, and that tells you something about how, how unpopular it was, how it was perceived as, as helping the rich the rich fat cats, uh, get richer or Nila, right? Mm. And, uh, I think, I think the, the, the criticism is warranted because, yeah, the, I mean, really the bankers really, the bankers who, who got the, the financial system to the mess really, really didn't get any, uh, kind of, uh, you know, they did not have to face the music at all. And everyone else had to, like, right? With, with more, uh, with more austerity, uh, uh, more austere measures and everything. So, yeah, it's just, uh, I think the U.S. specifically, because also because the companies and the banks and all have, are so far-reaching around the world, right? A lot of them have like operations all around the world, like Etsy, for example. You know, affecting. I mean, can you imagine all the Etsy sellers in other parts of the world? Don't even say Asia or what, but like Ukraine or anything like that. They're also going to be affected if they can't if they can't get their money back, lah. Yeah. So it's um, uh, it's just it's going to be a lot more far-reaching than than it appears right now, lah. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean. Like I'm sure there are gonna be a lot of developments. Um, I think mm. I think the whole um, I, I, mean, I was listening. I think last week also there's more developments in the whole FTX investigation. Um, and mm. in mm. some way they are kind of related, lah, because they they both involve people not being able to get back the money that they put in something that they trusted. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but what what is what is such a is such a regulated. Uh, true insured industry, yeah, true, right? You true. know, whereas I mean, crypto at the end of the day, it's kind of like there's no regulations, and and yeah, you know, sucks for you, you know, and and for them to be calling for help from the government, everyone's like, well, that's I mean, that's what you get with crypto, right? Mm. But this one is really like um, it's an indictment on the whole system, right? Whether the system can really be trusted to 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 protect your money. At the end of the day, the bank is like these are institutions that have been around so. For over a hundred, uh, hundreds of years, like, right? And, um, just the concept of like putting your money in a bank and, and is that like the next safest place besides, you know, maybe even safer than putting under your mattress, like, right? Yeah. Uh, all that has been called into question again. You know? So yeah, it's just, it's just quite shocking that, you know, after 15 years after 2008, uh, that, that this is happening again. Like, yeah. Mm, I, yeah. I think, I think it's that it's like, uh, you know, there was so much talk uh, from, from outside the finance industry that, oh, there are, things are going to change. It's not going to happen again. Then you read this, you're like, oh my God. Um, yeah. I mean, hopefully, I've been seeing articles about how the government is putting backstops for other banks and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, what I understand backstop is just certain certain thresholds beyond which maybe say a bank couldn't, can't sell off or can't uh, buy more stuff with the, lend, uh, the depositor's money lah. Right. Mm, mm, mm. Um, yeah. So, but feels like why is it a reactive thing now? Like, I'm sure there has to be stuff in place uh, after 2008. Mm. So, yeah. So, hopefully, this gets nipped in the bud, lah. Yeah, 
Yeah, there's a. I think there's a there's an interview with a a startup, a medical startup that CNN did. Uh, where basically, yeah, they earlier in the week they this mm. the CEO of this startup, she's a lady, she, and she she started getting call a calls from her investors to you know, um, whatever you you can do, get your money out of the bank now, you know, Silicon Valley Bank, and um, they got really kanchong la. They like they, she and her co-founders and everything were were like, what the hell is going on? But they started to call you know trusted people to really ask about the situation. And they verified that, yes, there's something happening and you need to get money out of the bank now. Uh, and yeah. because they were in healthcare, you know, they've got patients, they've got uh, staff and all to, to, you know, to take care of, right? So they did what they need to do. And, and it's not so easy to just draw out whatever millions you have from a bank either. They have to, they had to do it like in small tranches, smaller tranches, so that it doesn't trigger any kind of like, uh, whether it's some AI or some algorithm that uh, mm-hmm. prevents them from drawing money. So they, they were just doing it in little pockets here and there, here and there, here and there, until they managed to get it below the insured threshold of $250,000, you see. Then they were like, oh, okay, now we're a bit a bit safer. Uh, but yeah, I can imagine it being a, like a balls-dropping moment, which is something that we, you and I have felt before, like, right? <laughs> when we heard that the, 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 the streamer that we, were, that we were working with was liquidating. It's that balls-dropping moment Oh shit, all that money, where's it going and everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can imagine a lot of companies are, a lot of people working in those companies are facing that moment now. And yeah, it's a very shitty situation to be in. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, just like an hour before we recorded this, there was news that, yeah, the, the Fed, I mean, the government will be stepping in. So who knows, man? Who knows what's going to happen in the, in the next few weeks? I think the, yeah. the thing is like now, for anyone, I guess just just being wary of where you're putting your money, like, and just understanding that shit can mm. always mm. go wrong. Shit can yeah. always go wrong, yeah. and not just finance, even in life, everyone in life. In life, yeah, shit right. can go wrong at any point in time. Yeah, yeah. But okay. yes, uh, speaking of uh, stuff going wrong, right? Mm. I think. <laughs> The next thing it was very low about. energy segue, to, Yeah, low energy segue. But I'm just trying to. Uh, the, the the first topic was so depressing. Uh, it's, it's like yeah. wow, so hard to come up with something like super funny about it. But uh, yeah, the the next one is a bit more a bit feisty, feisty exchange going on, like right. And um, I think uh, again, it's a very polarizing issue, which is mm. why we're here to talk about it. Uh, and yeah, what 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 is this big issue that everyone's barking about? Uh, the, the there's a Singapore Paralympian, uh, Sophie Soon, yep. um, who is visually mm. impaired. Um, she tried to enter a um, cafe called Rocky Master at Haugang One Mall last week on March 8th mm. uh, with her mm. guide dog. But she was denied entry uh, indoors mm. la, for the indoor seating. Um, then she started trying to talk to them about it. Then her altercation with the staff, she recorded... Um, uh, recorded a video of the altercation. Uh, it was the mom, mm. is it, who recorded? Or I her? believe so, yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, it showed the altercation and then it showed the staff's face as well. Uh, and then she mm. posted it online like, and that caused the whole debate online. Even Tommy Ko, ambassador at large, chimed in whether or not she was right. She had a case for arguing that uh, aggressively to let the guide dog mm. Uh, in even though it was against the restaurant's uh, policy, and yeah, then since then yeah. she has issued an apology uh, through a Facebook mm. video as well uh, to the staff and the manager. Yeah, 
And I think the Rocky Masters itself has also released a statement on Instagram, right? Mm, mm, mm. Correct, yeah, correct, correct. That, that, uh, that basically puts out there that, um, yeah, they are, they, uh, I, I think you can read for yourself. It's a, it's not exactly just straight out just saying sorry to her or anything, but it's, it's kind of saying that, uh, they were trying, that their staff were trying, was trying their best to manage the situation and, and, you know, maintain the composure and everything. Uh, at the same time, they're also looking out for, for other, the other guests at the, at the joint. Um, in case they are not very comfortable, uh, with dogs. So, the, uh, I, th- I think maybe it's worth just, sorry, just, worth just going step by step about it, right? You know, mm, mm. they, they thanked, first they thanked, uh, Sophie Soon for patronizing Rocky Master. They talked about Rocky Master striving to serve diners from all walks of life, la, and they do not want to discriminate against any diner. But they said they have to be mindful to be considerate towards other diners who might not be comfortable with certain dining environments. So they asked their guide dogs be leashed and preferably be seated outdoor seating when possible. And then they say they want to show respect and care for all the customers. But, and, you know, um, but so they are grateful that her, their staff member was very cautious in verifying with the superior before making any commitment to allowing the dog into the establishment. Uh. Mm. And uh, the staff member was very traumatized uh, due to the incident, and they have to they've you know have to reach out to express their care and concern for that staff member lah. Um, so the they, they end by saying, "Let us work together to build a kinder society." Yeah. yeah. So basically, um, not exactly like an apology to Sophie soon, but also. Uh yeah, I mean, would you call it shots fired? Would you say shots have been fired? Uh because that came. Um, I mean, because Sophie soon responded to that, right? Uh, in a comment, she put mm. that this is not thanks for reaching out, but this apology is not acceptable. Guide dogs are allowed in indoor seating, so there is no reason for you to have us preferably seated at outdoor seated. seating. Please read up yeah, and educate correct, your staff correct. on the guide dog laws in Singapore. So the yeah. context of guide dog laws, which is also something that I just discovered. Um, is that mm. it is allowed indoors, it is allowed in halal establishments. Um, mm. And this has been outlined by MUIS as well, which is the organization um, um, that that handles these sort of regulatory bodies for Muslims, um, regula- yeah. re- regulations. La. So they just have certain requirements, must be kept under proper control, restrained from straying or causing annoyance uh, to property held in a leash and not to be fed within the establishment. So, mm-hmm. overall feels like, okay, there's these rules that say, okay, dogs can go indoors. There's this cafe that says, okay, can you sit outside? There's someone with a guide dog who mm. says, no, I'm not going to sit outside because by right, I should be allowed inside. I'm going to film you mm. and put it online. Yeah. So, so Terrence, as the in-house mm. dog um, expert, what is your take on this? Uh, but very different. Uh, different. I think it was this... Must must distinguish between the regular dog oh, owners, and the guide uh, dog, you know, and guide dogs. So guide dogs are very a very unique breed. Like even within the dog community, I think, uh, like when you see a guide dog with uh, the owner, you even no matter how much you love dogs and all that, you do not approach the dog. Or if you even if you have your own dog who's very curious about the other dog, mm. don't approach the dog because essentially the dog is working. Uh, is is and and any kind of stimulation or what will 
could, could trigger some, could trigger it to be distracted from doing his work, which is essential in helping, uh, a, a person, anyone with visual impairment, uh, walk, move around and all that, right? Mm. So we've, I mean, even as a dog lover, as a dog owner and everything, we've been trained to, uh, at least I, for, for me, like, me and people I know, we don't go near that guy dogs at all. Like, because right? sometimes they're a very, very unique breed of, of uh, animals. Sometimes yeah. dogs can set off like other dogs, like, right? Or like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to do, you, even playing with them, petting them, telling them good dog or anything like that. Uh, you don't want to do that because that is, that is distracting the dog from its original uh, mission, like, which is to work and, and, and take care of the, its, its human. Mm. Yeah. So even my perspective as a dog owner is. Uh, is probably irrelevant in this case, mm. you know, because you really got to think about guide dogs as like, uh, almost like a extension of uh, the person. Um, yeah. Extension of the person. It really helps them. It's really helping them get around and move around the world. What I want as a dog owner to be able to sit at cafes or do whatever the hell I want, if my dog sit on chairs or anything like that, that's completely irrelevant to, to this discussion. No? Mm. So, so I, I just want to put that out there that, uh, I think, uh, it's a completely that I'm trying to be as, as, as objective as possible in this case. Like, I'm not, I'm not uh, trying not to be tainted by the fact that I, I do love dogs a lot. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. But for you, as someone who, you know, frowns at kids on your uncle walks and mm-hmm. probably also scowls at dogs as they walk past. Hey, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I only, what are your thoughts? I only scowl at dog or like dog owners. Like, like if they say there's a narrow mm. pathway, you know, when you have a restaurant, then you have some benches outside to sit, you know, our fresco area. Then the pathway mm. in between mm. the bench and the restaurant where everyone's supposed to walk, mm. you allow your dog yeah. to just take over the whole path. Uh. So that one I will scowl. Mm. I won't scowl at the mm. dog, but I will scowl at the owner. Um or yeah. like um Then why don't you just why don't you just like step to the side or something like that and make way? No, I also. I mean I step to the side, but I feel like why like uh this pathway it's 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 for the common it's the common pathway, it's for people to walk. Why do I have to go the extra step? And go around your dog. This is building a kinder society, hey, yo. No, 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 no. Kind, yes. This is just asshole behavior. Okay, I. So the dog is saying the dog is being asshole. No, like owner, the dog. Owner. The dog doesn't even know yeah. what. What? So that's why. That's why I won't scowl right? at the dog. I'll give all positive vibes. Positive vibes to the dog. But oh. the owner, I'm like, yo, okay, okay. can you like just people, why is like everyone having to walk around you when you can just ask your, yeah. like ask, like get your dog to just lie down elsewhere? La. So yes, uh, uh, I guess you and cyclists, me can be like, actually me is not so much, <laughs> there are many wonderful dog owners um, and I'm not painting a brush, but certain, certain dog owners, like certain parents, certain individuals, you always have people who do things that maybe not the most understanding of other people lah. Right. Yeah, yeah. But in this case, right? But again, guide yeah. dogs, guide dogs different, like Exactly. Guide dogs, guide dogs different. Like if a guide dog, if it's a guide dog lying there, you step aside, like, oh, yeah, right? yeah, you yeah, step aside. Yeah, yeah. Gu- yeah. Guide dog different. Guide dog different. And you can tell uh, a guide okay. dog because they are quite distinct, la, Right. They are, even their harness is different. Mm. Um. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So they wear a very specific harness, and a lot of times they even have the sign, certificate right? yeah. of. Yeah, saying that they're a guide dog. Please do not approach me or anything. Yeah. So I think that's an important clarification because um. At first, I was thinking, hey, but yeah, if it's a halal restaurant, um, I know like um, there are certain restrictions like for Muslims, right? Um, mm. And if you can sit mm. outside, uh, what, what's the problem with that? But then after I was reading up and like, yeah, thinking, 
these are uh, visually impaired or just physically disabled people, right? And the, the guide dog mm, really is mm. an extension of them. And it is in the, yeah. the it has been recognized that guide dogs should be allowed. Mm. That's where I feel like, eh, uh, yeah, like, I think she has a right to, to push back. Like, my only issue is like filming the staff like, and showing the staff's face. Mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it is very, very being very aggressive. Yeah, the, about it. And yeah, all that, exactly, right? yeah. exactly. But, but for you, yeah, I mean, I read the Rocky Master response. I didn't like it in the sense that they they're trying to paint themselves as like, oh, you know, we are trying so hard to accommodate everyone's different different things, different uh, different needs, and all that, lah. Right, but again. You know, like it's it's you're just speaking on behalf of people when they not, they didn't ask you to speak on their behalf, like, right? Mm. Um, and 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 they're saying, was there any specific diner that that said that they were uncomfortable with that the guide dog being in there or something? You know, uh, but they like immediately say that there's already they have to they have to be considerate towards others who might not be comfortable with certain dining environments. And I'm like, yeah, like, it's it's like, you know, if someone came in with a wheelchair into your dining establishment and all that, uh, then, you know, would you say that, yeah, like, I, there are some diners who are not comfortable with with uh, people people bringing their wheelchair into the restaurant and all that. Then you ask the person in the wheelchair to sit outside, all you know? Mm. So, to me, I think that's, that's where I see guide dogs as. They're not like typical pets that people just bring around and all that, right? They're really like, like, um, a necessary part of, of, of uh, this visually impaired people moving around as well right yeah and to to force them to have to sit outside or you know like not be part of a group or something like that yeah it feels it feels uh it, it's really unpleasant right it's to say the least like not discriminatory and you can say that yeah we don't they don't they don't know better and all these things but but um but then that's where that i felt like this this response from them just felt like they were trying to they're trying to draw lines, uh, real draw, say that, oh, you know, you are like, like we we just didn't know what the thing was and, and we're just trying to protect everyone but you are being so insistent. But but they're not, uh, they're not, they're being kind of uh, mean-spirited about in their response as well, uh, right? By making it sound like, like she, you know, like they, they did nothing wrong. I mean, if they just acknowledge as well that, you know, that they did not know, they did not know uh, the rules that well and, and that they were educated stuff better and all these things. I think that would go a longer way like, as opposed to spending so much time talking about how uh, you know they're trying to protect other customers and then after that talking more about the staff uh, you know being traumatized and things like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that's, it's not really a, it's not uh, I mean it wasn't even really an apology if anything. Yeah, yeah. And I mean the fact that they like factually also it's incorrect. Um, they're saying that uh, okay so not say incorrect this is it that preferably be seated at outdoor seating area where possible. That's the restaurant preference. It's not the guidelines, no? Mm. I looked at the NEA advisory yeah. as well. It says you can allow them in. And interesting that the comments on mm. Rocky Master's post also, I mean, it's polarizing. You get some people who say that mm. it was very rude for Miss Soon to record the video and all, but you see some people saying, you know, they're Muslims and they also understand that guide dogs are different, lah. And they are willing yeah. to go the extra yeah. mile to to clean themselves, uh, which is yeah, yeah, which is like uh, part of the 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 Islamic requirement, right? Um, that yeah. that they're comfortable with, lah. So the more I read this, also the more I feel like okay, um, 
yeah, like you're not you're not addressing the fact at hand that is your company's choice. Um, yeah, is the company? Yeah, what you're saying is the company's preference. Yeah, right? it's the not, company's preference. Don't speak for all customers. Don't speak for all customers as if you're like oh, every customer has told you. Oh, I'm more comfortable with this kind of dining yeah, environment. But but right? that being said, right, Terrence, I know some of my uncles and aunties, mm. right? They don't like they they're just not used to sitting next to uh, a dog, lah. And I know some dogs. <laughs> I know I know I've I've like. Uh, my my mom last time encountered this one dog, which was a very jumpy dog, la. You know, jumpy mm. dogs sometimes can I think can unnerve anyone, la, Right? Um, yeah. But what do yeah. you say to people like that, Terrence, the uncles and aunties who never grew up with a dog before? They just want to eat their food without a dog nearby, la, Because there's always a threat of like the dog, you know, the the feeling. Yeah. Of the then dog. you replace you replace the word dog with like another race or something like that. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> Would that be acceptable? Would that be acceptable? No, like, you know, fuck. you know, they say, oh, Chinese people, oh, Chinese people, wow, they're so loud and they, they eat, they eat like, they eat everything and they eat mala all the time. Wow, oh. I can hear them speaking Chinese, everything. You know, then would you accept, okay. oh yeah, we have to be considerate and mindful that other diners might not be comfortable with this, Terrence, this type of dining environment, Terrence, right? <laughs> like, as much as I want to be open-minded, that was a horrible argument. Like. That's like saying, that's like saying, do, uh, someone wants to marry a dog, you're like, oh, just because I want to marry a dog, if you replace with an Indian person, I can marry Indian, but I cannot marry a dog. <laughs> no, like if I was putting myself in your shoes, it would be like, okay, you know, technically, you can eat in a seafood restaurant where there are fish swimming, right? Right? Or mm-hmm. like the crabs. It's not say you are averse to sitting next to uh, living things, la. I mean, besides humans. La. Mm. Uh, I mean, even like yeah, yeah, yeah. mice and cockroaches and like rats, you know they are somewhere around, la. But the dog and guide dogs, mm, mm, I've seen mm. guide dogs on MRTs also, and I'm just amazed how chill they yeah. are. Like, how are they trained? Are they, yeah. are they like specific yeah. species? Like, so specific species have the temperament, right? Uh, yeah, they're, they're certain temp, yeah, they're basically gone, go through very rigorous training for their temperament and, and, and things like that. Like. They're working dogs, are really. So, it, yeah, I, I, again, you know, like, cannot equate the kind of dogs that we're talking about as pets to these guide dogs. Again, you see guide dogs, if you have experienced guide dogs in public transport, or they're very, you know, they stick to the owner, they're sitting under the owner's uh, legs, they're really working, they're looking out for the owner mm, and everything, you mm. know? And then, I know what you're saying about jumpy dogs. And all. No, I think nobody nobody wants to experience that while you're uh, eating and all yeah. that, right? And that one is a whole other conversation about exposing people to dogs and the joy of dogs and and and, and understanding that lah. But in this case, really, it's it's. I feel like yeah, Rocky Master's justification is just uh not right lah. Like a preference that you know like some customers, some unnamed customers prefer this kind of thing. And yeah lah, they are. Don't speak for don't don't pretend to speak for everyone when it's your own restaurant preference or so mm, lah, right? Mm. Yeah, but again, like like you, I also don't think that whipping out the phone and trying to trying to take videos and all that uh, helps the situation yeah. at all. Yeah. Uh, she did say, oh, but again, I guess she, I guess it also came from a place of frustration because she did say that she deals with this on an almost daily basis, uh, right? Mm. We're having to justify, you know, what she's doing and all, and maybe she just got. Got really heated and got caught at a wrong, at the wrong time, la. And then, and I guess the worst part is she was she herself was the one who put it up on on social media, la, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think when you are the first one to draw the phone out, you know, uh, you 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 kind of you also live the consequences of the, of that that double edged sword, la, right? Of swinging that double edged sword. So, um, 
yeah, I mean, I don't like the Rocky Masters response, but I also can't advocate what she did by taking out the phone and recording the, the stuff. Because I think that the employee, to be fair, they also probably don't really know the, the rules themselves, yeah, right? Correct, correct. That's, that's fine for the employee. But for that, for that one, I think, you know, she, she just was trying to check with her superiors and all to verify, uh, verify the exact details, right? Yeah. But it's just, yeah, it's just unfortunate that, that it became a, it became a, you know, let's whip out our phones and take videos of each other kind of situation. No, not each other, just one side of Take videos from Sophie, taking videos of the, of the staff. Yeah. 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 So, but I mean, I guess this is a tricky thing, like, because I can imagine, uh, for the restaurant, restaurant owners and all, um, because the law is not that well known. I mean, I also just confirm mm. my understanding mm. doing research for this. If I was a consumer, um, or if someone's a consumer customer and I think, uh, they might not be aware that, oh shit, this is actually allowed. Lah. And then it becomes a thing. If they're really not comfortable, they don't want to voice out, it will affect their whole experience there. And as a business owner, you also want to make sure your customer has a good experience with your outlet. Lah. So it feels like one of these, these mm. teething problems that, that need, that needs to be more, how you say, uh, more well-known. And in some sense, mm. this drama is bringing out to people. Lah. Like I now know that oh it's it's uh mm. it's legal and hopefully people listening also understand that it is part of the NEA advisory that guide guide dogs are allowed into establishments, not just the outdoor areas. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so I mean, but but the, what, what the scenario that you said, then I think it's actually the restaurant or cafe's responsibility to to. Mm speak to the people seated adjacent to the guide dog, right? And sort of explain the situation, you know, this is what is allowed and, and, and you know, this is a this is a guide dog. It's, you know, it's not going to bother you and everything. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, if, if you're not comfortable, we can shift you to another seat. If you're comfortable, you can just go ahead and continue rather than speak for on behalf of everyone that, that oh, there are some people who, who don't, don't like this kind of environment. I, th- I mean, that's just what it means to be more inclusive, like, right? You need to go an extra step and spend a bit more time and, and, and patience and, and energy to explain to people why this is the case. Like. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Rocky Master, I think your PR can, can do a bit better. You, it was a, it was an opportunity for you to really, to really make good, like, but I feel like they, they took the approach of becoming yeah. very defensive instead. Yeah. Because, and I mean, yeah. these kind of things take time, right? Like, I won't deny that sometimes when I'm on a bus, rushing for a meeting. Mm. Um, if there is someone who requires wheelchair access, you know, the bus driver has to stop. Mm. The bus driver has to go down and help the person with the wheelchair to come on the bus. Mm. Mm. I won't deny that part of me is like, Ugh. but then I have to like, you want to <laughs> grab the wheelchair and then push, just like carry the person and then dump them on no. the seat and then throw in there's, the wheelchair. Get moving. That's what you want to do. I'm being vulnerable <laughs> here. Okay. I'm admitting that a little part of me is like, oh, oh okay. this is taking time, but but that's but it's like it's like that it's like, like that prank we did like, right all those years. <laughs> that prank we did years, years ago when uh, when you dressed as an old man pushing cardboard across the road, and then we got the driver like stuck behind the wheel to come out and then help you along the road and then throw you into a, into a dumpster. Terrence, like, right? you're ruining my feel good message, Terrence. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, feel good. Because feel good, yeah. I was going to get at. That I mean, these kind of things, like yeah. So what if it takes time? Like, uh, here is someone who pr- maybe last time couldn't ride the bus and now can ride the bus. So all of us should just shut mm. up and mm. just suck it up, um, because 
things mm. need to change. If we keep talking about we want uh, every member of society to feel like they're part of society, then these are the things that we need to understand, adapt to, lah. Darren's not push, not mm, pushing okay, them okay. off the bus. <laughs> No, I'm not pushing it. I said you just carry, oh, them, carry them and then you dump them in a seat. Yeah, you carry them and dump them in the seat because it'll be faster for you to do that. Well, right? you can't leave the wheelchair yeah, outside the bus. Right, for the bus you can't leave the wheelchair control. outside the bus. Right? Yeah, then you, just, then you just carry the wheelchair and just throw it into the, into the back <laughs> of the bus. Right? That's what you dream of doing. Right? Yeah, no, no, no. Don't put ideas into my head or words in my mouth. Huh? Um, yeah. Yeah, but but, no, but the, the, the truth is that when, when, even when I you know became a dad and been you know had to go up and down public transport with a stroller for example mm. with a child and mm. all then you sort of understand like there's a lot more things considerations that that uh it's not just about you is that i think there are a lot of people like like me right like people who are using strollers for the first mm. time as, as as new parents and all they yeah, like you there are certain things that you can't uh be as nimble as and fast as before and yeah like, but you're trying your best like, right yeah. and and you know, you you try to fold up the stroller, put it aside. You know, be be as as uh bring as little disruption as possible to all the commuters' lives already, lah. And I think it's it'll be super unpleasant if people still call you out uh, for trying, lah. Yeah, right? exactly. And then, yeah, that's why tough, lah, tough, tough situation. Tough. But uh, yeah, I mean, so if you were one of the people, let's say you were there mm. at Rocky Masters. And you saw this happening where there's an altercation happening between uh, the, the the staff and uh, you know someone with a guide dog. Uh, and knowing what you know now about guide dogs, what will you do? Uh, even then, I don't think it's for me to step in, lah. Uh, uh, what you're not going to like help or, or, or mediate the situation, no, de-escalate? No, unless there's physical violence, unless unless there are punches <laughs> thrown. If it's a disagreement like this, yo man, I don't think it's like that. If everybody wants to get involved, cannot lah. This kind of thing, you have the staff there, you have the individual. Um, okay, but yeah, so the staff wasn't very sure about the yeah. rule, right? But you know for a fact that uh, that guide dogs are mm. allowed, right? Indoors mm. as well. And you're okay with it. You're okay with it. There's an empty table next to you and you're like totally okay with, with the guide mm. dog being there. And then you hear, you hear the staff saying, oh, we you know, prefer for you to, to be seated outside because... Some diners, then, then they're sort of gesturing in your direction. Some diners are not very comfortable with the dining environment. Mm. What would you do? Would you step up and say, no, I'm okay? <laughs> or would you just like no. sit back like just continue drinking your coffee? No, because the, the thing is like, I, I don't think I'll be saying anything different um, to what the Miss Soon is saying in this case, like that it is legal, it is allowed. Mm. So why can't she sit inside? If mm. I go there and say, there's still other customers, right? then they show customer preference. Then I might encourage someone who's mm. not comfortable to say, hey, I'm not comfortable. Uh, then it becomes this whole fracas, which <laughs> then if I do it, then you I'll start be thinking, having a, having yeah, a, a vote. Like, why the fuck did I listen to Terrence uh, with this stupid ass <laughs> idea of getting involved in this kind of squabbles? There are no punches, nothing uh, being thrown at each other. I think, yeah, just just have a, like this this part of life. Lah. There's all these disagreements. So you just, you just stand one side and watch Watch, watch everything unfold. I huh? mean, these kind of squabbles happen every day, right? So yeah, like I don't think it's in my place to go. Would you step in? Um, there might be a way to help de-escalate the situation. I think, for example, there's a campaign going on now about domestic yeah. abuse, right? Like if you hear something happening in your neighbor with mm. your neighbor or anything mm. like that, uh, 
just what was the I think the term was just ask or something. Knock the door and ask yeah. for salt. Right, yeah. Because a lot of times you can help the escalate situations just by by showing your face and then reminding them that there there are people around watching and everything. Oh, so you're saying right? I should go and be like, so, oh, excuse me, can I get a serviette? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You said, excuse Fuck me. You, I would like some serviette, salt and pepper, please. No, no, no. I think salt is a separate thing. Salt is because going and asking your neighbor for salt seems a lot more innocuous. But in a restaurant setting, you could be Who like, oh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you could ask the restroom or you could just no, you just say, Oh, I hey, I just wanted to find out are guide dogs allowed in in, in, in your premises or what? While like, they're know? talking about guide ask dogs. Ask the question, la, you know. Well talk, talk to another member of staff or something like that, la, right? You don't have to be inside their conversation. I'm saying you could just talk to them and ask them. Mm, but then how yeah. would that de escalate the conversation that is escalating? Um uh, I think maybe then maybe that you maybe you can tell the other staff like hey, actually maybe you can let your colleague know that it's okay, it's it's legal, it's uh it's it's fine. You know I don't mind. She can sit next to me if she if she mm. wants. Something like that lah. Like like you can offer to help, but if it still doesn't escalate, then then so you're saying go to la. another staff lah, yeah. not just in the middle like they're arguing like excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I don't, don't jump in. Uh, <laughs> I really I hydrated a lot this morning and I just need to <laughs> to release. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I guess, yeah. The, yeah, I don't know. In, in these public situations, uh, I, I've been involved in certain things also where I've appreciated when, when passers-by also just step in to de-escalate the situation slightly by, by like, like I'm having, been getting very heated with somebody or what. Uh, and yeah, you know, passers-by just step in like, just try to talk to me to distract me and things like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think for for me it was a situation where where I was traveling with some friends uh in in the city in the US, and then we were being uh we were being harassed by this bunch of teenagers like young teenagers, you know, like like you're sitting on a and then people are like, they're saying things about you, uh some racist thing and things like mm. that, and you know you could stand up and like try and make a big fuss and fight out of it. But I, I think another another older tourist, he, he just came by and he's like, hey, guys, you know, uh, just, yeah, just ignore them. You know, this kind of thing happens. And like, where are you guys going? Where are you from? Oh, you really? Know, yeah. Things like that. And yeah, yeah. To me, then it just got me away from sitting there thinking, filming about how people are saying shit about me, you know, and just talking to the other person. Mm. So, Arish, there is a, you know, you can be a positive, uh, you can okay, be a positive okay. impact Harrison, to the lives off, around you without off. having to scowl, scowl Get off your pedestal. <laughs> Technically, the solution you gave also, right, is not de-escalating the thing. You're mm, talking mm. to another staff. Okay, so it's very different from the example in the US. Mm, mm, right. Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, so so this guy, if there was a threat of violence, if there was a, uh, yeah, then yes. then I, w- I, I would, but if it's just they're arguing, I'm, I'm no, like, like yeah. anytime, anytime you walk there, you see a couple arguing at the car park, you know, you'll be like, uh, excuse me, uh, mm. where's the NTUC? Yeah? You just go around, right? Anytime you see people arguing, yeah, that's your <laughs> that's your superhero power, Terrence. You yeah. just go around, you see people arguing, uh, then you just go and say, excuse me, the yeah. Tarek stall where? That's what NTUC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, that's not a bad thing either, you know. Sometimes, I mean, if you wait for violence, isn't it like a bit too late True, already? But- like, like, isn't that, isn't that but worse? But in Singapore, yeah. I mean, violence, violence. I remember, I, I remember yeah. a story. Even, yeah, I have a story. I saw, I saw a guy 
I once saw a guy standing outside Zook uh, berating his, his girlfriend. Uh. This was like late at night, probably all drunk and berating her and like really screaming at her. And she's just crying. I don't know what she did. Like. I don't know. Maybe she hooked up with another guy in front of him or, and then he got very angry and was scolding her. And and it was just like this close to, to whacking her mm. already, like, you know? And everyone was standing, I think everyone was standing around similar to you hey, thinking about you, it. Okay. Oh. No, no, no. Uh, anyway, no, wait, let me finish. Violence, if there's violence, only, like, okay, dude, if there's like, violence, if there's violence yeah. no if there's a threat yeah, of violence yeah, in, right? if there's a threat of violence in Rocky Masters I don't think it was going to get yeah, violent so he's, he's okay okay but he's let me finish then he's berating yeah. her and everything and it's, it's just looks very it's very unpleasant like, right seeing someone screaming at another person and the other person just crying and cowering yeah. in one corner and then the next thing is he whacked mm. her he just whacked her like he he's, he didn't punch her he slapped her back like really hard like how, you know, like in primary school or what, you would slap each other's back for fun, right? But this was a grown man slapping a, a girl's uh, mm. back, right? And then immediately, like, I think like five guys jumped over bushes and just started beating mm. him up, you know? Like really like beating him up and everything, like straight, complete strangers. So in that situation, you know, I, I think I was also one of those standing aside like, oh, wow, shit, that looks very... It looks very stressful. They look like they're about to to fight or anything like that. And I didn't do yeah, anything. Yeah, but it's like, two no, very just, different situations. Like, yeah, Darren. if there's no violence. I know, I know. I'm just, no. just talking. We're not no, talking about the Rocky Masters. I'm no, talking about you said, you said, you said, this situation. We're stepping in. You know, before the violence happens, I could have prevented more violence. Darren. I could have prevented more violence by just going in and saying, hey, the, anybody know where the, DMC Darren, is? Darren. <laughs> the Rocky Masters, you watched the video also, there, there was no punches that were going to be thrown. Mm. Okay. There was a, yeah. Right, so yeah, you yeah, say, yeah, yeah. you say, yeah, they correct, were standing correct. around just like you were standing around. That's why I'm like, Terrence, it's two very different situations. Okay. <laughs> it's like saying you cannot bring in Indian, a dog, but you can bring in Indian men. Then wow, what's the difference? Um, yeah, Terrence, uh, you are, you mm, don't try and pull a fast one, dude. That one very different. Yeah. So all I'm saying, all I'm saying is that, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, it's, uh, if you're there and, and if there's some, you see, People whipping out phones and everything. I, I, and I'm very against that whole culture of like, you whip out your phone and record each other, the kind of yeah. thing. Uh, if I did see that, you know, uh, maybe I would try to just ask or say something to, to also just remind people to just be civil to each, each other, mm-hmm. la, right? If anything. Yeah, and pointing phone at, uh, pointing your cam- phone camera at someone is not a, a civil action at all. It's quite, it's very aggressive. Yeah, exactly, but, right? exactly. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's one of those things that, yeah, la, like, uh, I think it really depends on the context of how aggressive things are. La. Like, people want to take out phone and film mm. this, this petty argument and all. It's by all means go, but if it's a threat of violence, if it's just a adult disagreement, then yeah, I, I, I also feel that you shouldn't get up in everybody's business. La. So it's very subjective, Terrence. Mm. Yeah, if I'm having an argument mm. with my wife in public, um, that is perfectly just, uh, just an argument. If someone comes and says, "Hey, you all, uh, yeah, where you all meet, ah?" Uh? They'll be like, "Dude, shut the fuck up." <laughs> <laughs> what if they just ask you where's NTUC? Okay lah. Then I was, I also be like, uh, now you have to uh, ask. Okay. Now you have to ask. Then I know people uh, are watching me. You know, <laughs> this guy has probably been thinking, yeah, yeah, exactly. should I intervene? Should I not yeah. intervene? Then yeah. I'm like, "Hey, that's creepy, lah, dude." Just, <laughs> Let me argue, but that's that's yeah, that's the but that's the idea of of, of 
helping to stem the stop any kind of like uh, escalation or is that you go in and you just remind people that they're being watched <laughs> uh, that there are people then you want nanny state is it Terrence you have like security cameras no, everywhere la. not nanny state <laughs> no it's just a reminder because people get yeah, emotional but the thing and is, all that so you ass- yeah, like, maybe we should start the movement where is, <laughs> yeah, where where is NTUC, NTUC? Uh? That's, the, that's the movement <laughs> we need to start when you see something happening go and ask where's where's where is NTUC, NTUC? that's what NTUC? you need to do yeah, yeah, but yeah, la, different situations, different. Uh. Different. Mm, tough, yeah. tough. But cool, yeah. cool, cool. All right. But yes. The one show cool. thing. One show comment. But, uh, yeah. yeah. One show comment. What is your one show comment for this? Uh, for this my show? one show comment is a comment posted by a longtime Redditor, uh, Bud Denhor, on our subreddit, uh, which was an article that appeared mm. on online about a colorblind man <laughs> who who use TikTok to find out what mm, the dress code mm, should be like because he needed something turquoise. Um, and he couldn't tell which clothes in his wardrobe are turquoise. <laughs> then in the end, he ended up wearing black. Mm, so mm. it was just fucking funny because I'm colorblind. And honestly, you ask me to pick out something turquoise, it's also not the easiest. Uh, I mean, it's possible. Like mm, I will Google turquoise and then place it next to the t-shirt and see, is this turquoise? But he just... He just had some fun with it, lah. So I thought it was just a funny thing, like, And and in the end, he ended up wearing black. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a, I think it's a real hazard, lah. Right when anything to do with color, yeah, yeah. Uh, and be, making judgments based on that, lah. Right. Yeah, yeah. But but what about you? Yeah. So when you see people quarreling, also you can't really see like if their faces are very flushed or anything. Yeah, like, cannot, right? cannot. That's not. You can't really. Can you tell? Can you tell? Can you tell if people are like... I mean, sometimes if it's fucking red, la, but sometimes when people say, hey, he's blushing, I'm like, really? Is he blushing? Is she blushing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I guess. I guess so. It's not, it's not obvious yeah. to me. La. Yeah, yeah, it's not mm. obvious. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's good. What about uh, you? Huh? Okay. Uh, no, my one shot comment is from TikTok, actually. Mm. I mean, I think we put up a clip of us uh, talking about the JC versus Army divide. Mm. And uh, I was kind of like, I was thinking like, it was so long ago for us, right? Like 20 over years where we went through JC and Army and all that. Uh, but yeah, I think what, what we said also did resonate with, with some people who, they also said, yeah, they, they basically in school, like... Uh, there's comments. I mean, these are a bunch of different comments, right? My my parents emphasized like, academics. Academics didn't let me take MC to skip classes. In NS, they didn't really bother. They didn't mind me taking MC. So it's a complete different kind of place, lah. Like, where I think that the idea was that you know, army like uh, army people are a lot more. They don't use their brain as much, or at least they just follow instructions a lot mm. more. So so the 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 decline, the cognitive decline that happens between JC and Army apparently is real. It's not just like us old fogies looking back at it. I mean, even younger people today mm. who've just gone through Army uh, talking about the same thing as well. Mm, I yeah. see, see, see. Oh, that's cool, that's cool. That's right. Yeah. Cool. Well, yes, and what is your one shock thing? Uh, my one shock thing was actually a couple of things. So, okay, uh, my one shock thing, I watched the Chris Rock Netflix special uh, Mm, uh, over yes. the weekend uh, have you watched it yeah, yeah it was my last one shot thing uh, yeah. Uh, yeah so so I watched it yeah, but by then you had not watched the whole thing right you watched the first part is it I finished the whole thing oh, really, finished yeah. the whole thing. Finished whole yeah so thing. I, yeah. I watched it and I mean I mean I like first of all I've been thinking about it after that more than other stand up specials that I've watched 
And I think mm. because mm. the more I think about it, the more I realize that he was skillful in the sense of how he he used different stories that are all analogous to the Will Smith story, which came at the end, lah. Um, mm. and and also it felt like it was very raw. Uh, the cool thing is that it was live streamed as it was it was streamed live, lah. The moment it appeared on Netflix, so. I mean, stand-up mm. comedy is always mm. performed to a live audience, but this was streamed live, so you can see yeah. that he's yeah. a bit more raw than in previous specials. Uh, I think like people mm. not- noticed that he was swearing a bit, but it felt like it's not as funny as other specials of his. But I thought it was like, wow, that was a, mm. it was really like a like a arc throughout uh, So yeah, so I I enjoyed mm. it, and mm. I thought it's it's something fresh lah, something fresh. Silver masterful. But yeah. you know that because of the fact that they live streamed it and all that, uh, I think he screwed up yeah, one of the, the jokes last part. he was making Correct. about concussion and emancipation and yeah, all that, right? Yeah. About Will Smith, the Will Smith movie that, that, uh, that came out uh, a few years ago that, that he, uh, you know, that started the, the beef between him and between Jada, right? Him and Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah. So, Apparently, that was edited yeah, out. Yeah, it was edited out. The, was edited the out. version that you watch on Netflix now. Yeah, no. yeah. Uh, the thing is, uh, on the... Yeah, the version I watched on Netflix, because last week, I saw people share on TikTok what they stream live. And I noticed mm. that joke. But when I watched yeah, it on yeah, Netflix, yeah. it was not there. La. So, it was edited out. Yeah, uh, yeah. The joke is there, but they yeah they switched out the, the, correct, yeah. the correct name. Yeah, correct, correct, correct. Yeah. yeah. Using some... I don't know whether they use No, because AI he repeated the joke. Like that, During the live thing, Oh, he repeated, he repeated the joke. So, they just cut out got the it, part where he made an error. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Well, what about you? Cool. Yes. Uh, my one short thing is the new, the not new lah, but it's been in, I think the last week or so, the Netflix documentary about MH three seventy, the plane that disappeared. Mm. So it's been uh, about the nine year anniversary of MH three seventy uh, disappearing. You know the so called the greatest mystery in aviation. Mm. Um. Yeah, so the documentary is uh, it's 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 a three parter la. It's a three parter. It's not exactly uh, it's a very uh tense watch la. And and I, I'm not sure where I haven't finished yet, but just the the is they're really making it like a almost feel like a thriller la, Right, when they the way they they do it and they reenact the scenes and all the theories, the different theories that have come up mm. about uh how it happened. So. Yeah, and some of the personalities involved in, in coming up with this theory. So it is definitely something worth catching if you're wondering at all about uh, what's up with MH370 and the different theories surrounding its disappearance. But then I saw some responses saying that it was all just theories and they said that negatively. Mm. But for you, it was... Uh, it was you, you finished the whole yeah. thing, is it? I, I'm not. I'm about two-thirds through. Yeah. Oh, okay, I mean, okay. I have two episodes in. But that's the thing, right? And, uh... We still don't know much about the pain, la. so it's in, in that sense all we have are the theories, mm, right? Mm, mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. La. Yeah. Because so, but yeah. it's it's interesting how they. I mean, that's why they, it's interesting because they've dramatized all these different theories as well. I see. I see. Yeah. Because yeah, I was thinking of watching it, then I saw the reaction. I was like, hmm, I'll let it breathe a bit more and see what people say. Oh, mm. cool, cool, cool. Maybe yeah. that's the next thing I watch. Yeah. Sweet man. But yes. Okay. Awesome. Sweet. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening. Hopefully, everybody. the rest of the week. Uh, yeah, hopefully the rest of the week goes better than how it started with Silicon Valley Bank. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. Talk to you all soon, everybody.